Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. It's already December. It's Advent. This year has been crazy. At times, I thought it would never end. And now, I cannot believe that it's already December. Don't get me wrong, I'm not holding on to 2020. I think it's been (laughs) quite an interesting year. And I've learned a lot So there's a lot of things that I'm very grateful for, even and most particularly the hard times, the times that I struggled with my desolation, with my depression, with my gluttony. It has been a year of learning for me and God showing me every step of the way, lighting my path, lighting my feet, not lighting 10 miles down the road my feet every single day to trust him and walk with him. It's been awesome. So what are you planning on doing this Advent? And don't do the old, well, Advent started on Sunday and it's already Monday and I haven't started anything, so looks like I missed out. (laughs) I used to be that way. I used to be that way with novenas. If I caught a novena two days into it, I would say, oh, well, I didn't get to do the full nine days. Look, God is not superstitious. God wants us to try every single day to be a more virtuous person and to continue to walk to him and ask him for help in the weak moments of our lives. That's it. Every day is different. Not every single day do we make progress toward our holy lives. It's impossible. It's not how life works. So just take every day, step by step, moment by moment, and don't get ahead of yourself. Let God be ahead of you and lead you. Meaning, ask him, okay, Lord, I'm asking you into my life today. So maybe you can sit with God and say, Lord, what what do you want me to do this Advent? I know it's been a crazy year, and maybe you haven't much thought about the Advent season or preparing for the coming of our Lord, not only his birth. We, we contemplate Jesus in the womb of Mary coming down from heaven and humbling himself to be a baby, having to learn everything just like we did, to take on human form, but yet be God who is not containable. He's everywhere. And yet he's scrunched up in the, in Mary's womb as a tiny little baby. Let's think about that for a while. 
and yet he's going to save the world to those who find him and who believe in him. But it's also an opportunity for us to think about the second coming. It really boils down to this. We should be in joyful anticipation for Christmas, the coming of Jesus Christ, God, the God-man here on earth. But we should also be looking at our lives and saying, well, am I ready to meet him? I mean, in the second coming, when I, when I see him, am I prepared? And it all comes down to how are you living your life? So while the kind of Advent season, or I should say the culture, has turned it into craziness and go buy a bunch of stuff and decorate your home, and that's all beautiful, fine, and good, but the real point is Jesus, and the real point is not the presence. The real point is for us to be like little Jesuses, be joy-filled, and share, share the importance of this time of year. So I'm going to give you a few ideas because it's not all celebration and the anticipation, joyous anticipation. There is a bit of repentance and we should be doing a little bit of penance or sacrificing during this time, which means Always to be more virtuous so that we are prepared to meet him, not only on Christmas Day, but in the time of his second coming. So what do you need to do? Well, what do you need to do? I'll give you a few ideas. You should, again, pray on this. God will put it in your heart what he would like you to work on and focus on. He probably already has. God enlightens us to the things in our lives that he says, you know, you ought to be working on this. And how? He does it by making us feel guilty when we do these things. Or he puts that thought in our heads or puts things in our way. Maybe this podcast, maybe videos, maybe some topics that you hear on the radio or you're reading in your books about areas that are specific to things that you need to work on. There are no coincidences. God's hand is in everything. So if you're feeling like, hmm, I really should stop doing this, but your heart isn't quite there yet and you still continue to fall into it, you know in your head, but you don't know in your heart, you don't have that true desire to change, then start praying for God to change your heart. Because He is the one that honestly gives you full transformation. Nobody else, not even you, have that beautiful power of his grace. So maybe you need more prayer in your life. Maybe you need to pray a rosary every day. Or you want to grab a couple of novenas during this time and increase your prayer life. So there are sacrifices with that. It's your time. Are you going to offer more time to God? Or are you going to selfishly take it upon yourself to waste it? And I'm saying it like that in a very plain fashion because we are great time wasters. How much time do you spend on social media scrolling around that you could truly be deepening your relationship with God? It's an honest question. It's not a judgmental question. 
It's one that we need to truly look at. Really, time is a gift and a lot of us waste it. So maybe you can contemplate Jesus in the womb and how uncomfortable it must be in there and and just restricted and anticipation for him to be born. Did he know what was going on? Does he know that he's God and he's going to be born? Does he have all of his faculties? Does he understand language? I don't know. I'm thinking he's being raised like a child, fully God, but also fully child. How crazy would that be? Just some things to get your mind thinking outside of just the fact that Jesus came and was born, but as a baby that we all just want to love and hold and bring into our lives. Maybe you need to decrease the gluttony in your life. Maybe you can be the one that loses weight during this time when you go to these parties and these celebrations and choose not to put on 10 pounds during the holiday season and have some self-control. Maybe you can have a concerted effort towards putting away vices like anger and arrogance. Maybe you brag too much. Maybe you're kind of a, a coward and you don't stand up for your beliefs. Maybe you're disloyal and you waver back and forth. Could be your faith, could be your political views, could be even to your marriage. You're not, you know, being 100% committed to your marriage. You're looking outside and lusting after people, or you're even flat out in an affair. Maybe you have a lot of doubt. You lack trust and confidence. Maybe you're envious of lots of people around you and you feel this, you know, desire to have what they have or their qualities. Envy, by the way, and I've said this before, is the only vice that really doesn't give you any pleasure. From the beginning to the end and all the way through, it's, there is no pleasure. A lot of vices have some sort of pleasure attached to it. Maybe you're being greedy or you're being impatient or you're being jealous or you're filled with a sloth, like you don't want to work or exert yourself, you're lazy, or you have this overwhelming vanity that you take pride in yourself or your appearance, or you are overly concerned about what people think of you. Maybe you're untrustworthy and you don't keep people's secrets. You don't keep things confidential when they, when they ask you to. All of these are things that we can work on and we should work on. So what is the worst one? Because sometimes we want to work on them all, and that just isn't realistic. <laughs> so pick one or two of these. Or maybe you're still falling into sin. Mortal sin, perhaps. Now is the time. It's the time that we should be excited and joy-filled and hopeful to the the meeting of Christ, the meeting, M-E-E-T-I-N-G, that we are going to meet Christ. He's coming on earth as a man and one day in his second coming. 
Are we ready to meet him? Or are we going to be ashamed and walk up to him with our head down, looking to the ground, embarrassed of who we are? That is really where this joyful hope can come into play, where we just say, Lord, I need your help. You are God. You can do anything. So please help me with these sins, with these vices. And I am going to sacrifice and do a little suffering to help prepare myself. I will go to confession. I promise to go to confession, especially if I have mortal sins on my soul. And I know some of you are still not able to go. Things are shut down. That's okay. Do an honest, heartfelt act of contrition. He knows your heart. Even if you haven't gone to official confession and you've confessed, I would say confess it out loud even in your own little room, saying it out loud to God, Lord, I cannot now go to a priest and and confess, but I will speak aloud like it says in the readings today, right? I will profess your faith. I will believe in you. Let me see what it says exactly. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified. And one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. So say it out loud from the depths of your heart. It really matters if you go to confession with a heartfelt, contrite confession. If you truly are repentant, it doesn't really count if you walk in just to say, oh Lord, you know, I'm confessing this. And then you know darn well, when you walk out of there, you're going to do it again. Even if you don't want to do it, that's a heartfelt confession. Then you can ask the Lord, please help me to stay away from this sin. Please heal me from this. I've been on all the ends of confession. I've been on the ends of wanting to to change, knowing I should change, and not wanting to change. I've been all across the map of sin. So I speak from experience, and I know that the only way is to ask God to change your heart and to ask him to change you, and he will. May not be right away. You may have to learn a few things. That's what he did with me this whole year. My gluttony, my sloth, my laziness. That was all a lesson and a beautiful one at that. And I'm so grateful. Okay. Advent is an awesome time for us to yet again focus on how to be better people so that when we do meet Jesus, on his beautiful birthday and in his second coming, that we are a better person than we were in the beginning of Advent. The liturgical calendar is structured such that we have many opportunities in the year to improve and to focus. The church focuses on these areas. Let's not forget a little bit of repentance and a little bit of penance is something that is good during this time. So pray on that today and listen to what God puts in your head 
puts on your heart and try every single day to focus on being more virtuous with his help and casting out those evils that just want you to fall. Love, love, love for you to fall. But they don't hold a candle to the power of Jesus's name. Alrighty, everyone. Happy Advent. I look forward to walking with you until Christmas Day. I hope that every single day we get more excited, just like a child, but not for the presence, for the true presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-S-E-N-C-E, <laughs> the presence of Christ, not the presence and gifts that the kids get excited about. You know what I'm talking about here. All right, everyone. God bless you all. I love you all. Have an inspired day.